You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano. Host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked On Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car to your smart device to play Locked On Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Rays and check out our brand new Patreon page, patreon.com slash Rays Unfiltered. Uh, Ulysses, uh, MLB Network recently put forth, they do this every year, by the way, uh, their top 100 players right now, at this very moment, this very second, they've got their top 100 players ranked. I don't really know how they go about uh, ordering and ranking these guys, but I know they've got a system and they've got a huge production research team. But suffice to say, uh, th- it's always fun to talk about these lists, these yeah. top 100 lists, top players lists, and things like that. And um, of course, I mean, <laughs> the team that was one of the teams that was in the World Series last year, our Tampa Bay Rays, had uh, several selections on this top 100. Um, Randy Rosarina came in at number 100. Mm-hmm. Tyler Glass now at number 96. Austin Meadows at 92. And Brandon Lau, the lowest or highest, I guess the, the best ranking for a race player at number 53. So mm-hmm. having said all that, Ulysses, when you heard the news, and I know that like MLB Network kind of did this in, in staggered stages. They did like 20 on a Monday, 20 on a Tuesday, whatever it is. But seeing this comprehensive list now, the Rays have four players, where they're ranked, what do you think? Are, are some of these guys ranked too high? Did they make any omissions with other Rays players that they didn't put so. in there? What, what's your overall take on this? I think it's it, I, all the players that were in the top 100 deserve to be in the top 100. That's number one. Number two, I think that there was a slight uh, in Nick Anderson. Uh, I agree. I I don't know why Nick Anderson is not on that list. I mean, that guy has shown uh, in 2019 and 2020 uh, just powerful stuff. And I do understand perusing that list. I only saw Josh Hader as the only reliever. I might be wrong, but there might be another uh, reliever or two, but that's the only one I saw was Josh Hader and he was at 95. So I get it. You know, maybe they're trying to not plug that in with so many relievers Mm -hmm. and, and Hader being 95 and being so good. Maybe Nick Anderson doesn't top him, but uh, that would be my slight. I I think with the race, I don't think any other race player has shown enough, uh, to be in the top 100. I think they that they got right. I'm not okay with the positioning, uh, but with the names, uh, I think they, they got it right except for Nick Anderson. Do, do you agree on the names that are on there? Uh, yeah, I actually, and I know this doesn't make for great podcasting, but I do agree with you on that sense. I will say, though, Liam Hendricks came in at 58. Devin okay. Williams came in at 59, and... 
I believe that's it for the relievers. In addition to uh, who was the other guy you mentioned? Uh, Hater. Hater. Yeah. So three. Look, if you look at Nick Anderson's numbers for 2020, I mean they're they are they're unreal, incredible, incredible. Yeah. And you can talk about the postseason all you want, but if right. we're gonna get into tit for tat, then why is Brandon Lau at number 53 in that case? Why there is Tyler Glass now at number 96? I mean, yeah, you can't fault Nick Anderson for, for exactly for the playoffs when other guys that are on the Austin Meadows, uh, for example. And, and if, and if you're going to judge so harshly on the playoffs and that's why maybe Nick Anderson's not there, uh, then let's bump up Randy Rosarena from number 100, because that was the best postseason ever, uh, in in so many categories. So I think, okay, so, so we agree on that. Now the ranking, uh, yeah. Look, I, I think I could argue for all of these guys, but I'm only going to argue for one guy, and and that has to be Brandon Lau. Okay. Uh, I'm going to argue for Brandon Lau because I, I saw just a few other players like Matt Olson being ranked higher than, than Brandon Lau, Max Muncy, Luke Voigt, and those three names just I, – I just did not – agree with that so I did a little research on fan graphs and I compared all these guys and when Brandon Lau is compared to to Muncy and Olsen he beats both on on base and average and and is close head-to-head uh, on slugging with Vo- with Void and the other two um, the walk rate is worse for B Lau the strikeout rate for B Lau is between these players uh, he has been the most successful base uh, base stealer between all of these players. Uh, so all in all, they're comparable players. But look at the ranking. Uh, Matt Olson was was ranked 44. Muncy was number 45. And Luke Voigt was 41. So you're telling me 41, 44, 45 to 53. I think that that's, that's quite a step. And we're only adding the offensive uh you know, categories here between these players in this comparison. Because now if we add the defensive component uh, in the comparison, uh, it's just not even fair. Brandon Lau is way better defensively than all of these guys. Uh, Even if you put them together, (laughs) uh, they've all been rated negatively uh, defensively while Brandon Lau has not. So is this just anti-raise bias uh, by the national media once again? Could be, but I, I just I don't understand how these guys can be so close together. Olson, Muncie, Voigt, and Brendan Lau, and yet uh, in the ranking they're not. Yeah, a couple things. Um, I think Matt Olson. Um, I don't know how healthy he was. Well, he didn't have a great twenty twenty, if I recall. But defensively, he's very very good. He's won two Gold Gloves from the first base spot. I mean, he's he's legit there. So. I understand Olsen. I think what it comes down to really is sustained pedigree and length of time in the majors and how long you've been on the field. That's the thing. Like we have yet to see a full season from Brandon Lau, a full season of 162 games. I want to see what he can do playing 145, 150 games. All we've seen are what 80 games, 30, 40 games, 50, 55 games, whatever it is. So I want to see more of that. And I think that, look, I think some of the, like Max Muncy to me, in my opinion, I think that that was pretty high. I, I get Luke Voigt. I get Matt Olson. I get like Cattell Marte. I, I don't really think 
I think he was at 48. And if we're going to compare similar positions, second base to second base, I, I would absolutely put Cadell Marte higher than Brandon Lau. Um, so what you're saying really is you think Brandon Lau should just be higher than 53. So maybe somewhere in the forties. Is that what you're looking at? I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying if I'm comparing them offensively, Muncie, Olsen, Voigt and Lau, and they're so close together on all the offensive categories and okay. Olsen's got the couple of gold gloves, but according to fan graphs, the, the, the defensive war uh, for all those three players has been negative and he, Brandon Lau has ranked higher. So, okay, I can give you Olsen uh, on the defensively because of the the gold gloves. But, uh, again, the defensive war says Brandon Lau has has been the better player. I will agree with you that maybe Brandon Lau against these other three guys has had less of a career path uh, in the majors, uh, less games per season, and he is the youngest uh, of right. this group. Uh, so those, are, I think they can take the negative, but as it is in baseball where you can take, uh, you can cherry pick stats and make a very good argument for a player and a horrible argument for the same player, just using different stats. Um, I, I think, uh, if it wasn't for the number of games per season, I, I, I don't see how Brendan Lau is ranked that low in comparison to these other three guys. I'll, I'll let it slide because of, of your argument. Have we even seen 140 right. games from, from Brendan Lau in a season? No, we haven't. So is it fair to rate up, rank them higher? Okay, fine. I'll, I'll take the L on that. But if that wasn't the case, I don't see how Luke Voigt is a 41, Muncie at 45, Olsen at 44, and then Brendan Lau at 53. I don't see that. Yeah, I, I think those, you can definitely make a case for that going forward. Now, if Brandon Lau keeps up the production like he did in the regular season and does it for 145, 150 games, stays healthy for a full season, then I would fully, fully expect him to be higher yeah. on this list. Um, and who knows, maybe these guys, maybe in this ranking, they're they're putting power and sustained power at maybe a higher premium um, compared. Because, I mean, it. <laughs> the guys you just rattled off, that's a lot of first base DH type. So, is that they, really they play the second base too? You know, Max Muncie does play a second base. And again, oh Luke Voigt at first base. I mean, that's, that's just dreadful with the glove. I know he was nominated, I think for a gold glove. I don't know how, uh, but that guy's a mess. That's a guy, that's a guy who's yeah. a mess defensively. So um, that one's the one that bothered me. Uh, and I think it bothered Brandon Lau as well, because uh, in, in Topkin wrote about this, that without even being, question about the ranking brendan actually brought it up himself uh that you know he expects to be higher than 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 53 by by next year and 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 you know what chip on your shoulder that's basically the raise way it's it's people saying that the boston red sox could have a better record uh that the Rays in 2021 which should be as laughable as the best joke you've ever heard um you know these things happen to race uh fans and players obviously and not to be overly critical, but again, I don't know how much they're taking into account postseason success or failure, and also the the slumps that Brandon Lau has experienced. That is one of his bugaboos for sure. That if he can try to figure that out and be more consistent, I mean, what he when he's on, when he's hot, he's yeah. I mean, kind of arguably he can carry top ten in baseball, yeah, for yeah. sure. But when He's going, uh, you know, one for 30 or whatever it may be. He doesn't look like the 53rd best player in baseball. For the record, 
you make an interesting point about maybe some raised bias or some, uh, you know, the, the big, uh, the, the blue blood baseball franchises out there because I went and I actually counted out, uh, and I'm just sticking with the AL East here, but the Yankees on this top 100 list have seven players, seven, <laughs> uh, John Carlos stand at 97, Gio Urshel at 78, Glaber Torres at 64, Luke Voigt at 41, uh, Aaron judge at 21, DJ LeMahieu at 14, Garrett Cole at 11. Okay. I get most of those. I understand that Aaron judge, judge at 21. Look, they, they've been, this has been like an ongoing thing. Like when the dude can play more than a hundred games. Okay. I get you, but he hasn't done that since 2017. So I don't know how you can like, you can't keep putting him number 21. If he can't stay on the field, that, that makes no sense to me. That's the same argument. You can't fall Brandon. Okay. You can't fall Brandon Lau because he hasn't shown you 140 games. Cool. Same thing for judge. Same thing for Judge. So I, I don't understand that the, 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 the different standards there is ridiculous. And you know what? MLB just wants to make Judge the next star so hard. They, ju- they just cannot they, – they can't wait for Judge to be the face uh, of baseball. They, they, I mean, stop trying to make fetch happen. Same thing. Stop trying to make yeah. Judge happen, okay? It's not. And, and this guy needs to – show you that he can be healthy for more than 40% of the games before you put him at 21. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Is the talent there? Of course. Is he a mammoth of a species, um, an advanced human? Yeah. <laughs> it looks that way. Um, but, you know, be healthy, man. Be healthy. And, and, and I don't understand that. That, that is definitely bias right there. Calves, obliques, and hamstrings. That's the issue for Aaron Judge. He's like mid-30s Griffey with all the injuries that he's going through. <laughs> yeah. It's really unbelievable. And yeah. like, again, show me you can play, uh, you know, four-fifths of the games out there instead of yeah. – well, he played 28 games last year. It's ridiculous. You can't do it. I, 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 don't, I don't get that whatsoever. Like, if you put him at, you know, 96, you know, right in front of Stan, I would get that. I'd understand that. Sure. 21? And I see how Stanton should be higher if he was healthier. Stanton is that guy that should be top 50 year in, year out. But you know what? He takes the hit because of the injuries for sure. I mean, that's, that's why he's rated in the 90s. Stanton, uh, Stanton should be yeah. top 50 every year. But the injuries get him. How are the injuries not getting judged? It's because MLB just has this infatuation with making Aaron Judge happen so badly that yeah. uh, they're just kind of force feeding it to to baseball fans because he's the the sultan of swat wears number 99 he's six foot seven he's he's got this huge presence and and of course plays in new york as well uh there the blue go. jays had five selections uh guriel biggio bichette ryu and springer the red sox four jd martinez alex verdugo rafael devers and xander bogarts and the orioles got a whopping one trey mancini at number 99. Uh, also, I should note that the top 10, uh, the best baseball players according right now, according to MLB Network, Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, Jacob deGrom, Freddie Freeman, Juan Soto, Fernando Tatis Jr., Ronald Acuna Jr., Anthony Rendon, Christian Yelich, and Cody Bellinger. A lot of National League on that top 10 right there. Oh, yeah. Only one American leaguer. By the way, does it seem like, and I don't really have a problem with that top 10 necessarily, but Anthony Rendon seems like the most forgotten great baseball player. I don't know if he gets overshadowed by other third (laughs) basemen 
whether it be, uh, you know, Bregman or Machado or Nolan Arenado or Jose Ramirez, but it seems like, or maybe you go to the LA angels and that's just a place where stars die and, and become irrelevant because they don't make the playoffs. And like, Pujols. When, when's anybody really talked meaningful stuff about Pujols or or Trout? If Trout wasn't as great as he was, if he was the the thirtieth best player in baseball, you wouldn't be talking about him. like it's, and it's that that level. It's, it's all of those plus the fact that they play in the West Coast, right? So like yeah. Eastern people are like, nope, we don't care. We don't care about that. Um, so that that has to be added onto that. You know, uh, Anthony Rendon might be the 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 next Scott Rowland. He'll put up numbers, yeah. very quietly does not make a uh, noise with the press. Uh, you know, people like him, but he keeps to himself. Not a very showboaty guy, you know, m- makes his millions and uh, will retire. And people are like, you know, who was a really good player that like nobody ever yeah. talked about? Cause he was in the same team as trout for a long time. And then we're in down. He could be the next Scott Rowland for sure. Is there outside of Nick Anderson? Is there anybody say 2022? Is there anybody on this Rays team you think has a legit shot to crack into this top 100 list that isn't already on this list? I think, like I think we're just already putting Nick Anderson on. Like they just yeah. put him, take somebody else off. Right. It, it, take Judge off, put Nick <laughs> Anderson there. But is there any, is there a, a six guy? Can, can the Rays get six on the list? I think so. Uh, I, okay. Honestly, I have, I have three options. Number one, Wander Franco. If okay. he gets a call up and he makes a big debut, that that be that that's expected. Uh, Luis Patino, uh, depending on on what he can provide in 2021 and how good he looks, I think he's got the stuff to definitely make the the, the top 100 if he makes a, a splashy debut. And number three would be Vidal Bruhan. Those th- those mm. those three guys would be, uh, I think, uh, game changers, and they're so dynamic too. The three of them in, in what they do and what they can do, and the high the ceiling is just so. So damn high, man, for all those three guys. So uh, those three would be my candidates to make the top 100. Wow. For um, 2022? For yeah. I mean, so honestly, you think like, they're going to get huge playing time this year? Let's say uh, we have been wrong and Wander Franco actually makes his debut before September columns and he makes uh-huh. it in June. That's good three, four months that he can put some gaudy, really nice numbers. I mean, Kevon Biggio, uh, all, all the all the rookies, <laughs> the young guys for the Blue Jays that were there two years ago are on that list. They actually have more players than the race on this list. So yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised that Wander or Vidal Bruhan, if they get that call in the midsummer, they could make a splashy debut. I mean, it could also go the Brendan McKay route where, you know, you have really a, a good beginning and then it kind of, right you know fizzles out there's there's different debuts but if they just come out and, and are very successful why why I don't, I don't see them not being an option for the top 100 those three guys have the the mm. talent to do that i just don't know where the playing time is going to come from this year unless a bevy of injuries hit injuries, the raised roster I mean, which certainly could happen i was thinking more yeah. along the lines of like willie adamas of course he's got to figure out how to hit it at the trop and lower his strikeout yeah. rate but if he can if he put together a I mean, if we're talking war and things like that, I mean, he's, you know, traditionally one of the the Rays' better players. I mean, he'd have to kind of, this would have to be his breakout year. Maybe he sees that the the writing is on the wall that he's got Franco knocking on his door. He's got right uh, Taylor him. Walls, and maybe yeah. look, Willie Adams, and again, this is total bias, but he showed up. I mean, he looks like he is ready to play. I mean, he might have yeah. not he he worked out over the. Uh, Willie looks good. Yeah, yeah, Willie looks, looks good. good. 
And that's Austin awesome Meadows. Take reference. your notes. I know Austin, Austin Meadows, Meadows looks great too, man. I'm, I'm pumped. And Yandi, did you see yeah. Yandi? Yandi looks way better. He apparently took your advice. He took he my was, advice. He, he took, took my advice. advice. Lose some weight. Lose Lo- some no, weight. He, he lost 20 to 25 pounds. Nothing from the biceps and chest. Yeah. Good for you, Yandi. Uh, DM me, Yandi, your workout schedule. I want to uh, just do that. And he lost 20 to 25 pounds, man, uh, and, and worked on flexibility, which is exactly what we talked about in the player review. So, you know, good things can happen. Yandi Diaz, there you go. Another guy who could make that top 100. Um, so if I'm focusing on the young guys, I'll give you those three young guys, people that are already on the active roster. I think Yandi and, and Willie could make that push. Right. I would say Wander and Vidal, top 100, maybe looking more. I'm, I'm looking more at 24, 25, those types of years. But things can really? happen. That things far can away. change on a dime. Yeah. Really, that far away. Okay. I mean, the Razor, I I just don't, I mean, look, from what I've heard is that if Willie Adamas goes down, Taylor Walls is the next call before Wander Franco. But Taylor Walls could certainly go down too. We we don't know. But it's all fun to to talk about for sure. And and maybe the Rays uh, with the 2022 next year's top 100, maybe they've got uh, more players than in the Red Sox and, and more players in the Blue Jays. I don't think they'll ever look there. The Yankees will always, yes. MLB will always try to find a way to sneak in eight or nine or seven. Uh, Yankees, Yankees and Dodgers on baby. the top. Yeah. Those oh, yeah, are the ones that matter. That, you know, yeah. You mentioned, I mean, Max Muncy as high as he was. Yeah. I, I didn't even want to count the Dodgers. I wasn't even going to go there. No, so that's gross. We'll no. just leave it at that. All right. Uh, baseball trivia, name that war coming up next, but First, we've got to tell you about a couple of our good friends like rockauto.com. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. Rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. Rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or login. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you to the right place. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the absolute best place and way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, and don't forget that promo code, Locked On L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Okay, Ulysses, it is baseball trivia time, and your turn to grill me. So I'm in the hot seat and curious to see what you've come up with today. Well, talking about uh, Brandon Dog uh, Lau and what he can provide with his power bat in the second base position, I have a list of the top 10 second basemen with the most career home runs in that position. Mm. 
can you name five of the top 10 second basemen with the most home runs in MLB history? I'll give you a hint. Some guys you did not watch live, but a good handful. You could get five that you saw play. So there's your All hint. Right. Okay. Uh, Jeff Kent for one. Correct. Uh, and I assume this has been guys that predominantly they're known for second base. It's not like, okay, they played a couple games at second and yeah, <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Okay. Jeff Kent, uh, Robinson Cano. Correct. So let's go with Jeff Kent with uh, 377. Uh, Robinson Cano with 334. Okay. Um, are there any more active second baseman on this list? Um, he, I think he retired after last year. I think he's no longer active. And the other guy that you definitely saw uh, retired maybe two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, mm. something like that. And are they Hall of Famers, do you think, or Hall of Very they're, Good? There are Hall of Famers, but those two guys specifically, I don't think they'll reach. Okay. Uh, Chase Utley. Correct. Very good. Okay. With 259. Um, 259. So he's the seventh on the list. And you Second got number one basement. and number two. Okay. Um, I'm going to just throw this out there, and I'm sure it's wrong, but... Roberto Alomar. Incorrect. Strike one. Dang it. Um, this I'm guy say- saw play. Hold up. This guy you saw play, and he is a Hall of Famer. Recent Hall of Famer, I assume. Yes. I saw this guy play. I believe he's in the class of 2015 or 2016. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to not answer that one yet. This is this guy isn't a Hall of Famer, but he might be on this list. Brandon Phillips. Incorrect. Strike two. Oh, two strikes. Okay, here. Let me see if I can go with like a legendary second baseman. Um, and did this guy even play second base? Ryan Sandberg? Yes. Very good, man. Very, very good. Impressive. Impressive by okay. Mr. Weiss there with 282 home runs. So he is number uh, five on the list. Okay. He is below the Hall of Famer that, I, that I'm talking about. Hall of Fame second base recently. And I will give you another hint. This Hall of Famer, even though, yes, he played second base, he also played other positions. He also played other positions. Okay. And if I give you one more hint, it'll be too easy. So I don't want to give it to you just yet. Mm. Like it's Can you super say National easy. League or, or American League? National League for sure. But, oh, okay. Okay, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to give you a, a really good hint. Okay. This, it's an, it was a National League team when he played with them. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, Craig Biggio. There wow. he is. There he Hang is. Hang on. There Let me there. see if I can guess another one just for, you know, there integrity you of the game. This is a okay. great trivia question, by the way. Nice. Kudos to Ulysses on nailing this <laughs> trivia <laughs> question. <laughs> Finally. Uh, <laughs> Honus Wagner plays second base. Honus Wagner or Ty Cobb? Oh. Or one of those guys in there. 
Okay, tell me, okay, not those two guys, but if you had to just drop another name from like that era where like it's forgotten baseball and you would probably get a heck of a lot of money if you ever found a baseball card or a autograph, something, this is that guy. I think actually there was a TV commercial where this kid just like finds a baseball and has this name on the baseball and he's like, oh yeah, it must be for the dog or whatever he like throws it away it, it could be like thousands of dollars oh my it's- gosh i look i i don't want to guess because i i don't want to like show my ignorance of like i would say Harmon killabrew but i don't even think he played second base i think he probably played yeah. third or something like that so i think I he's will, actually uh, an outfielder right or i think maybe. so i could be like I, I know he's the logo of MLB. That's about my extent of Harmon Killebrew knowledge. So I'm going to stop right there. Uh, I guess, well, I, I have three strikes anyway, so I have to. Okay, so Jeff Kent, number one at 377. Number two, Robinson Cannell, 334. Number three, Rogers Hornsby, with mm. 301. Uh, Craig Biggio, 291. Number five, Ryan Sandberg, 282. Number six, this guy, it wasn't Brendan Phillips, but uh, he also played for the Reds uh, during the 70s and 80s. Joe Morgan with 268. Uh, Number seven, uh, Chase Udley, who you got correct, 259. Uh, Number eight, this guy you saw play, we all saw play, Ian Kinsler. And I think Mm. he retired last year at 257. I should have guessed that one. He yeah, look, I, if you would have asked this question eight years ago, I would have gotten yeah. him like <laughs> Yeah. Uh Joe Gordon, two fifty three, and Brett Boone at two fifty two. Good job today, man. man. You killed it. No, thank you. That and that was a that was a fun question too. Had to rack my brain a little bit and look, that's that's one right there. And second baseman and home runs usually don't go together, but there's there's a couple up there. Brandon Lau could make some good damage. I mean, yeah. this guy has enough power to get in this top 10. Like, 100%. Oh, Just yeah. get him healthy, and and he can do it. This guy Unless has, the Rays move him to uh, third in perpetuity. Yeah. There you go. Well, it, 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 extrapolate these the numbers that Brandon Lau has, has gotten so far, and he will reach 30 home runs in a 162-game season if healthy. That would be very, yes. very cool to, to, to see. If you were a conspiracy theorist, you would say the Rays are moving him to third to one, maybe uh, limit his mobility a little bit so he can stay on the field healthier. Second is, oh, well, we don't want to have to go to arbitration with a power hitting second baseman. How rare are those? But a corner <laughs> corner infield right, yeah. who has power, I mean, that's ho-hum, right? But they've already signed to that very, very team-friendly contract extension. So go. the point is move. I think, I think it, or point is move. So they're just going to trying them out on, on some things there. So all the, by the way, I've heard that I, I guess, you know, we've kind of gone to bat a little bit for Jeff Kent, but I don't think he's going to get in the hall of fame. I, I, I guess the Isn't report that is that he was just such a bad teammate. Now, I don't oh, know if that, yeah. that might actually tie in a little bit integrity. to the integrity clause because that is on the field. That is, I, I do understand that if you were a terrible teammate and you know, nobody yes. really wanted to play with you in bonds, I get that a little bit more than if he had you know had a dui off the extracurricular field. you know yes, things exactly yeah, that 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 that, w- that would make more sense wow all right okay good, good uh, job in that trivia question man thank you um speaking of somebody who put up really good numbers 
um, but is not going to be in the Hall of Fame. I can guarantee that, at least not as, well, yeah, he is definitely not going to be in the Hall of Fame. He might be for like other nefarious reasons, but um, I was recently listening to an interview, an old interview uh, from the Howard Stern Show, and they had this guy on, Jose Canseco. Also, former Tampa Bay Devil Ray. So there is a local connection. In fact, I think he had two stints with the Devil Rays, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the first one was was pretty darn good. But Ulysses, that is my name that wore for oh today. Gosh. Jose Canseco, the chemist, his Mr. nickname. M- M- <laughs> Mr. 4040. God, he was a specimen. Um, first player to do that, by the way, in 1988. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty impressive. Um, okay, so we're talking about. See, war does not discriminate because of your of your steroid use. Uh, now, so, so, look at so, Alex Rodriguez's war. Ayo, that's one uh, example. Roger Clemens, Barry Bonds. The list goes on and on. So yeah, so war does not care if you inject or if you do not inject. Um, so he probably okay. So eighty eight. That was his. That was his 40, 40 year. Um, so I'm going to put him at 20 career uh, years in the MLB. Maybe that's, is that too much? No, I don't think so. Let's, okay, let's do 15. Let's do some 15 okay. and in 15 career years, maybe like for eight years, he was worth, well, he was awful in the field. So you've got to subtract your war from that. So I would say in eight years, he was like a 3.5 guy so that's 28 war and then the rest he was just probably like um two so then that's seven that's 14 28 plus 14 that's 42 but that's way too high i think for canseco so i'm gonna go with 31 Mm. you maybe should have gone with your first instinct there his career war is 42.4 played 17 years i had it the big leagues yes you're right on the nose there uh six-time all-star four-time silver slugger rookie of the year mvp two-time world series champion 462 career home runs 200 stolen bases career 132 ops plus 867 ops i mean put up pretty pretty darn good numbers over his career uh definitely definitely with some uh performance enhancing substances at his disposal but always still always go with your first instinct i had 42 i was gonna just jaw drop you yeah dang <sighs> i'm upset now. man no you're and i think you know this for the future now this is a lesson that yes. first number that comes to your mind and you're you're right. You're like, well, did he play twenty years? No, maybe it was fifteen. It was right in the middle, seventeen years. Look at that. And he probably could have played a little bit more if not for you know, maybe blackballed from the league a little bit and injuries <laughs> yeah. and things like that. But Kevin, I got to um, tell yeah. you, in, in, with everybody uh, that's listening, what a great what a great job you did creating this game. Name that war. I love Thank it. You. I, I it it. it it does everything that I want. It combines baseball, useless trivia, plus stupid math. Yes. It's, it's like the best combination, and I, and I love both of those things. So thank you for we, creating this We game give a little you. bit of history to a certain player every week, yeah. too. Like, Jose Canseco, I did not know this, actually, until I heard the Stern interview, was that he had a brother who played pro baseball. 
Now his, pro, huh. his brother sucked. He was awful. Like if you look up his numbers, like <laughs> he was like, I mean, you talk about Jeremy Giambi and Jason Giambi. Yeah. Jose Canseco's brother was like a poor, poor man's version of Jeremy Giambi. Like it's like basically had a cup of coffee in the big leagues, but still <laughs> it is what it is with that. And I also learned that Jose Canseco did not make the, his high school uh, varsity team until a senior year. So very, wow. very much late bloomer uh, when he went to high school in Miami there. So uh, yeah, you know what? I almost, after listening to that interview on Stern, I almost want to go, did you ever read his book juiced? I never did. I never did. Did you? I might want, I might No, I have not. So I might have to order Ooh. it or rent it yeah. from a local library and check it out and just see, learn about all the dirty details. So Ooh, I would love, yeah, you know what? That would be actually a, a, a good read. Cause I know he got a lot of crap because yes. of that book. A ton of it. So that means that something is right. In that yeah, book. He, is, there might he made be a lot of money. He's kind of a villain. He's, he's yeah. still keeping his name in the, the public sphere there. Um, yeah. I know that, uh, you know, guys like Mark McGuire and, uh, Yvonne Rodriguez and Juan Gonzalez aren't too happy with them, but and many, many yeah. others too with the, uh, the name oh, and everything. Like and he has like a ongoing feud always with A-Rod and it's hilarious. Yes. Uh, I think his last tweet uh, about it was like, everybody have a happy Valentine's day except for A-Rod. Uh, <laughs> I love it. That, well, that, that's, that's one thing we can agree with, with Jose Canseco is there his disdain go. for I, Alex yeah. Rodriguez. I'd agree with By that. the way, if you want some like A-Rod, not hate, but just like, you learn about the true person that is Alex Rodriguez and it's not a pretty picture. Uh, read the book blood sport, uh, mm. which I think can be downloaded on, on Amazon and, and so forth and whatever, whatever outlet there. But anyway, uh, very good. Hey, look, I did pretty well in the trivia. You did pretty well in the name that war. If you'd gone with your first instinct, just, just use that little racer there and you're good to go. But there you go. Historically you are, you've been very good with the, the name that war too. So we're just patting, patting each other on the back. It's a we're, Friday, we're like, baby. Uh, it's a yeah. Friday afternoon pod. We're having fun. We're having a good time. Spring training is around the corner, people. Tickets yes. are apparently sold out for spring training. People are excited. Everybody's listening to the podcast. And guess what, guys? We're going to go daily in March. Yes. We're just going to start daily. So that's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. All of the raised information that you can possibly want or need is going to be on this podcast. Uh, and you can also reach us at www.patreon.com slash unfiltered. We've got a lot of more information there. I'm, I'm pumped, Kevin. Look, I couldn't say it better myself. Yeah. First spring training game is this Sunday, and then we are going back to daily on Monday. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on Fantasy Baseball. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you next week.